0: The following podcast is a dear media production.
1: I'm Josh Peck. And I'm Ben Soffer. And And we're we're the the good good guys. guys. There's
0: a lot of guys out there.
1: And we're the good ones. So I want to talk just a little bit about this SAG stuff. Now you tell me what we can and can't talk about, but as people that are not in it, I'm just curious. I feel like other people are curious, like, What exactly is going on from your perspective? And if you don't want to talk about it at all, then we can pretend that I never even asked the question and start completely fresh. But if you do, all I know is that my favorite, Fran Dreschner, the nanny, I grew up on the nanny. I see her up there fighting for us. We got to fight for the right to party. (laughs) I am so sorry for people that only had that on audio. (laughs) Um, but like, I just see her up there. I'm getting juiced. I'm getting pumped. I want to help. So I'm just curious. I just love Fran Drescher
0: for every reason. And in addition, I love her because every time she talks, she sounds like my Jewish mother when she's like, it's repugnant. You're on the wrong side of history. It's like, First of all, she's having her full Golda Meir moment. The woman is extraordinary. And what a gorgeous second act to go from literally this brilliant TV star institution to being like a union proper labor leader who's doing us so proudly. So it's an honor, Miss Dresser. And I'm, I'm so honored to be uh, under your tutelage. But I love all oh, these speeches. We will not be replaced by machines. And it's, I feel a draft. Is there a draft? And you like, <laughs> it's just peak Jewish mother. And I just love her. Yeah, baby. We are on strike. The Screen Actors Guild. In full transparency, for anyone who's felt any sort of, weirdness which you shouldn't on the podcast but per the strike agreement by the screen actors guild i as a proud member i'm not allowed to talk about any projects that i've ever done in the past or am doing in the future have coming out i can't promote anything and basically anything where i have appeared on screen i can't talk about until
1: And what happens if you do?
0: I could potentially get kicked out of the guild which means joshi can't work ever again which means you're giving me a piece of sprint society for free cuz i i earned it.
1: Well, I'm giving it to you anyways, but yeah. so, so that means, so you cannot legally be in a movie without being a member of SAG.
0: So you can be in a, uh, in a movie without being a member of SAG. I think it's like, once you get to your second or third project, which is under the union of SAG, some things are non-union, but the majority of things are, and once you've done two or three things, you're some, you become eligible. You have something called a SAG voucher. And once you have enough vouchers, you can then apply to be a part of the union. And then if you hit a certain minimum, you can get some of the benefits of the union, like health care, pension, what have you.
1: Got it. So it's a big deal to be a part of SAG. It's a really big deal. It's
0: something I'm incredibly proud of. I've been a member for over 20 years. 24 years almost almost 25 years and it's given me health care for 25 years and thank god and a lot of actors can't say this and this is part of the fight but you have to make a minimum of $28,000 a year and almost every year uh, I there were certainly one or two years where I made just under that and I had to sort of change my health plan to something not as good but I've made the minimum to get health care. And that's, that's massive. I mean, as we know, as Americans, not to get too, you know, serious, but I mean, rising health care costs, the pressures of having to like, my buddy has three kids and I think he spends anywhere from like 12 to 1500 a month just on, on insurance for his family. So it's a real thing. So this idea that I've been covered for over 20 years and haven't had to worry, like that's massive, but it's we're I'm a proud, member of the union and it's moments like this where you go like, yeah, being able to organize 160,000 people and basically shut down the industry is powerful. It gives you power.
1: Wow. Is there a club like club sag? Like you go like somewhere in LA, you can smoke a cigar. No, basically all of LA is club sag because it's an industry town and I can't get away
0: from these people to be honest. Most of these people are very annoying, my compatriots in, in the Screen Actors Guild. You should see these picket lines. It's like an audition for, like, I, I don't know, a musical theater camp. It's unbelievable. <laughs> like, I want to be like, babe, like, you're not going to get discovered here on the picket line. Like, just hold your sign and stop throwing up jazz hands. But nevertheless, we're 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 a big show-off bunch. Are you picketing? Yeah, I just, I finished picketing this morning. Wow, excellent, excellent. It's, um... well. It's, we make light of it, but it's also, you know, the longer it goes on right now, we're only a week into it. But I mean, the Writers Guild, it's been almost three months. And I think what needs to be really cemented here, and it sounds like a given, but people forget, everybody wants to work. The producers want us to go back to work. We want to go back to work. Nobody likes picketing. No one likes striking. No one wants to be out of work. And it cripples like a massive industry. Grips crew people, a lot of people who make money as a byproduct of this business. So I hope that we can all come to the table and come to a fair deal. I listened to John Hamm interviewed by uh, Bill Maher the other day, and he talked about his negotiations for the last season of Mad Men. And he said, he's like, listen, this was a negotiation where I was coming in really hard because it was the final season. I don't know, you know, having a show like that is a once in a lifetime thing. So who knows if I'll ever have a show like that again. I wanted to get paid a good amount because who knows what's next for me. But at least I know that I did this thing that kind of set me up for life. So I went in very hard. He said, and they did the thing that they always do, which is we open the books. John, Then no money. We can't. <laughs> like, please, I can't. we We're poor. We're He's like, we can't do it. And he goes, he told his agents and managers, he was like, I'm calling the head of the network. And he said, listen, we could do this because this is how it always goes. You say there's no money. I say I want to be paid this because it's the final season of one of the biggest shows in history. And we can dance around for two weeks and you'll, you'll ice me out. And then I'll say, well, then maybe I won't show up to work. And then eventually after two weeks, we'll come to an agreement. We could do that or we could just agree now. So let's just not do that for two weeks and just compromise and come to an agreement. Because you know we will. I would say the same thing. Like everyone's going to have to compromise. Everyone wants fair wages and their fair share. And I think members of SAG, members of the WGA are more than entitled to it. And we stand strong. But like, let's come to the table. Let's get back to work and let's do what's
1: right. And so what does the opposition want?
0: It's so multi-tiered because there's so many points, but basically from what I understand, the main point is why are you coming to us now? Because of streaming, because of recovery from COVID, we are in an incredibly challenging time ad TV, uh, TV ads are at an all time low streaming ads because it's cheaper for people, you know, you know this business, Ben, like you can get a much better and cheaper CPM rate for TikTok and arguably get a better result. So I think a lot of these massive companies are saying, listen, you're coming to us at the worst time and we're bleeding here too. And so it's hard for us to meet you, uh, where you want to be met. And, I think there's probably more than enough money to go around, but I'm no genius here. And I don't want to piss off any of the heads of the studios when we all figure out a way to make this work. Guys, I'm available. Thank you. And I'm going to have new
1: eyes. I'm available too. I'm just saying I'm available too. And it's interesting that you brought that up because now it's, it's just, it's good perspective because certainly TV advertising is not what it once was. Yes. It is just not. And TV viewership is not what it once was. So I do think that it makes sense to figure it out. I hope that they figure it out soon. I just—I stand with SAG. We stand
0: with SAG. Is it this? Is this what we do? I don't know. This. I mean, it's we're actors, right? So is it Jazz Hand? Oh,
1: it's... Okay. Stand okay. with SAG. I stand
2: with SAG. <laughs>
0: <laughs> 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 Clip it. I, uh, you know, the reality is is that people are still watching a lot. I just think there's too much content out there, and a lot of it is not good. But then there's some brilliant shit. So people are clearly watching it. It's just about maybe we need to allow the things that people are watching to really shine and get rid of the things that are just filling up the shelves of Netflix that that people don't really watch.
1: But ironically, which is what I find so interesting, isn't that the only stuff that can be now, that can be bought now? So isn't this technically going to flood the shelves with even more crap? Yes. Because there's so much, like this is a reality TV star's dream. Totally. If they're not in SAG, they're pitching some crap and the crap's being bought because that's the only stuff that can be, so really, this is just putting more crap on the shelves. There's going to be more crap than ever before over the next year you'd think it's a craptacular there's going to be more unscripted crap and the truth is i just want
0: some vanderpump rules offshoots i want some you know spin but they're
1: sag aren't they i think they're sag probably i don't know are they so it's even worse it's not vanderpump it's it's even it's bad reality tv vanderpump fantastic Ugh. shout out christian Doty. Friend of the pod. Thank you for coming on. Shout, shout out Stasi Schroeder. Friend of the pod. Jacks Tail, All these friends of the pod. Vanderpump, I think, is SAG. Ugh.
0: I want that. I want the Vanderpump. I, I need... You know, we need Vanderpump right now. And the fact that we're all on strike and we can't enjoy Vanderpump, that that is a massive issue.
1: It's a problem. This episode of Good Guys is brought to you by Drizzly. Drizzly is truly an unbelievable app. Unbelievable. Have you ever just and thinking to yourself, you know, I'd love to get some alcohol, right? I'd love to get some Spritz Society, but I don't want to leave the house. I don't want to leave the house. Instead, how about you just hop on the Drizzly app, order it, and it's delivered straight to your door. How easy is that? Hosting an epic watch party for the big game? Drizzly's here to help get everyone's favorite drinks without leaving the house. So you can, you know, actually enjoy the game instead of spending all your time looking for for where to buy your drinks drizzly is the most convenient way to buy beer wine and spirits with delivery to your door when you want it drizzly is the go-to app for drink delivery so download drizzly today the drizzly app or go to drizzly.com slash hosting dash handled that's d-r-i-z-l-y dot com slash hosting dash handled today i absolutely love the drizzly app Anytime I'm out of Spritz Society and I need to order some for a party, for any kind of function, I'll hop on the Drizzly app and Drizzly always delivers straight to my door incredibly quickly to great, great app, great experience, highly recommend it. So download the Drizzly app or go to drizzly.com, that's D-R-I-Z-L-Y dot C-O-M and use code goodguys to receive $5 off or $0 delivery fee off your next order. Must be 21 plus, not valid in all states. Code cannot be combined with any other offers, not valid at all retailers. Code expires 10-6, 23, 11-59 p.m. EST. Can you believe we've had seven months without an NFL game? What are you, nuts? Crazy, right? Well, good thing that's over. NFL is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, is giving you a can't-miss offer for week one. This week, new customers get $200. That's right, 200 big ones in bonus bets instantly when you bet just 5 bucks on any NFL game. DraftKings is hooking everyone up with game day greatness. All customers can take advantage of two new offers every single game day this September. Check the app to see what you get. Download now and use code GOODGUYS to sign up. New customers can take home two hundred dollars in bonus bets instantly just for betting five bucks. That's code good guys only on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler or visit www.1800Gambler.net. In New York, call 1 877 8 HOPE NY or text HOPE NY four six seven three six nine. In Connecticut, Help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort, 21 plus varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. See dkng.co slash football for eligibility, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Bonus bets expire seven days after issuance. Eligibility and deposit restrictions apply. We can conclude this topic. I feel educated. I hope everybody else does, too. I was very curious and you really don't know. What can you talk about? You say, oh, all of a sudden there's a sniper on the roof (laughs) comes and knocks off my head. Who knows? Well, listen, I've been walking the picket lines, humblebrag, and I got to
0: say, it feels powerful. You know, you're there with people and like, this is what unionizing is. Like, suddenly the group has so much more power and strength than the individual. And that's communism. No, I'm kidding. But <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, And the official sponsor of the picket line is... Pickle by Spritz Society. That's good. Can you imagine? That's good, right? That's good. We should go to the picket lines, hand out spritzes, then get thrown in jail for giving out away alcohol for free. You can't give away alcohol for free? No, it's not. a Unless you're in a liquor store. Unless you're in a liquor store. You can't do it just on the streets.
0: As a, what's a word for, you know, if you're a hotel owner, you're a hotelier. What are you as, are you a beverage master? Are you in... Alcohol, distributor, what,
1: what- The term in the industry would be a supplier. Supp- I'm a supplier. Very drug. I supply the beverage to the distributor who sells it to the retailer. I'm a supplier. Wow, that's huge because, you know, the drug dealer,
0: they go to the supplier who goes to the grower who- Correct. Wow. Correct.
1: I technically am the one that makes the gorgeous cocaine that is then funneled- You're Pablo? Thr- I'm Pablo, but I think Pablo, interestingly enough, Pablo was both the supplier and the distributor, which is highly illegal. He was Amazon and Amazon basics. Correct. It's interesting. It's not illegal in non-controlled substances, right? You could be a clothing distributor, but still make the clothes. Right. You can't do that if you're, uh, you can't distribute your own stuff.
0: What's the deal? Okay, so will you tell me some of the nuance and and legalese of alcohol? So you can only give it away for free if it's in a liquor store. What
1: what are some other restrictions people wouldn't know? Some other restrictions that are probably not interesting to most, but depending on the percentage of alcohol, changes where you can be sold. Mm-hmm. Both what states, what types of stores. So it's not a coincidence that when you walk into a grocery store. Typically, you don't see bottles of liquor, right? Because it's all about the percentage. Mm. So it's usually 6% alcohol, which is why Spirit Society is 6%. We try to create a product that had the most flexibility. But sometimes you'll notice that there will be wine bottles in your local grocery store. And you'll think to yourself, I didn't know that they sold wine. You look at the back, it's 6% wine. A 6% wine bottle when normal wine is like, or 13% for a bottle. Mm. Or sometimes you'll go into a liquor store and you won't see beer. And the reason for that is because certain distributors distribute beer and cans. Certain distributors distribute wine and spirits and they go to different places. So it's actually very interesting that depending on where you shop, there's a reason why you can shop for what you shop for, where you shop for it. Hmm. And what about was that interesting? Maybe I, not. I
0: think it is like when I was in North Carolina, I noticed that there were alcohol uh, sanctioned places. like there were stores in which I think that they're called ABC stores and yes, and they only sell alcohol, but you could still buy it at the grocery store.
1: yes. Well, but that's so that's interesting. There are some states where you can only buy alcohol at those ABC stores. Utah. I did not know that about North Carolina. That's interesting. But there are certain states where when you work with a distributor, so the distributor is the one who distributes your products. I can't legally sell to a retailer like gorgeous Target or gorgeous Walmart without a distributor. Mm. There are some states where if you sign on with a distributor, you're with them for life. You can't break it. It's an unbreakable bond. That's crazy. It's called a control state. For example, Massachusetts. Massachusetts. Thankfully, we love our distributor, Martinetti, but if we wanted to break it, we couldn't. These are some of the laws left over from prohibition that are just, you talk about needing to renegotiate. We need to renegotiate. The suppliers are getting getting screwed. Is there a supplier union? You can go on strike too. I should make a supplier union. I don't think there is, or maybe there is and they just haven't invited me yet. I should though. I would love to go on strike. During Prohibition, people were making a lot of alcohol in their bathtubs, right? Bathtub gin,
0: there were speakeasies, people making yeah. whiskey in their basements. Yep, yep. That's really yep. That's interesting. Where Mo- Isn't
1: that where moonshine came from? Or at least where moonshine got popular?
0: Yeah, and moonshine is just like homemade alcohol with a crazy percentage, right?
1: Like 99%. Crazy percentage comes in a mason jar. It would probably have a warning label, like I spoke about on the last podcast, where if you drink it, you might die. That said, that warning label was odd on iced tea that I bought from the grocery store. <laughs> Makes sense on homemade moonshine, though. I would want to see that on the back. That's such a drink at your own risk. I remember. Do you do you know the drink
0: Hypnotic? No. Listen, you know your boy's classy. Hypnotic is like <laughs> a blue <laughs> Marshall's. Laughing. You know it. You know it, Marsh okay <laughs> listen marsh likes to get weird the Mar- marshall knows what's up okay hypnotic and ingredients it's can spell it, Josh? uh can i spell it a yeah. uh h-y no. <laughs> uh p-n-o-t-i-q
2: yeah
0: no Y though no h-p-n-o-t-i-q Oh my god! I'm trash. Okay, is it like blue curacao? That's exact. It's okay. Hypnotic is a sky blue liqueur invented in 2001, made with fruit juice, vodka, and cognac.
1: That's it. It's got to have blue curacao in it. I mean, it's literally it's it's all the way blue. It's blue. It's blue curacao. It's the same. Shout out, Brian. Kelly, shout out John Fazula. That is our vacation drink. It's called a bullfrog. <laughs> I love blue curacao. That stuff is nuts. It sounds delish. I mean, this
0: is, this is what it looks like. I mean, that's blue as the ocean, babe. It's pretty blue.
1: It's pretty blue.
0: I remember that I was at a party and up until then, like alcohol was just so disgusting. And I was like 16 or 17. I just couldn't understand how people like, and then I tasted this thing. I remember I was at a Halloween party And I was housing these hypnotics all night and your boy, what an evening. (laughs) I turned all the way up and then I turned all the way down when I got home into a toilet pole and threw up blue hypnotic everywhere. But what was like, do you have any tales like that for you, Ben?
1: Oh, I'm just a terrible drinker. Like I I alternate my drink like once every three months. Right now I'm on a big old fashion kick. Ah, classy. I alternate my drink because I think I'm just allergic to alcohol. Like no matter what, I'm a big puker or I used to be a big puker. Even after just like, like what would you consider a lot of drinks? Uh, over, honestly, truly over five. Okay. Yeah. I would have four drinks in a night. Ah. And I would be so unbelievably nauseous. So a story like this, where I had 12 drinks at least. Oh my God, so fucking drunk. Got home, had sushi for dinner the night before. And I remember I stripped down to my nothings. Yes. And I'm laying, is there anything better than when you're boiling hot, so drunk, and you get that cold marble? Mm Mm-hmm. Do you know what I'm talking about? The cold marble floor on your fleshy, warm skin, cools you down, whatever. No better feeling in the world. And I remember throwing up, sorry, trigger warning. If this stuff disgusts you, skip past Trigger this. warning. That said, you're going to want to hear it. Leaned over, somehow couldn't make it to my toilet, went into my bathtub. I'm in my parents' house and I threw up sushi and I must not have chewed the sushi roll long enough. Fuck, dude. Because a piece of seaweed was caught both down my throat and out of my mouth like I was a magician. Like I was pulling out like a, like a balloon animal or something or whatever it is. There's just seaweed hanging from my throat. I yank it out. And then I proceeded to fall asleep on the marble floor. And my mom found me later that night, tucked me into bed, gave me a kiss on the kepi. I told her, don't smell my breath. And that was that. God bless her. I, You can't relate to this yet. <laughs> my, um, my
0: sons have done some repugnant things in the throw-up department, in the poo-poo department, and that's all fine. But when my wife has some version of a stomach flu or whatever, like, I don't know why, and I think it's a good thing, she is so perfect to me. She is so, I can't see her like that. Like, I just go... I'm here, I'll leave some saltines and electrolytes by the door, but I really would like to not be a part of and I don't think she wants me to be a part of it, to be honest. I wouldn't want her to be a part of me going through that. But it's just like, no, not my perfect not my perfect girl.
1: Not my perfect girl. I understand. Right? Your perfect girl gets sick though. Your perfect girl gets sick. Claudia sat next to me when I had the neurovirus. Have we ever spoken about me having the neurovirus? <laughs> no, but I can hear everyone turning off the pod and I'm here for it. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe we save it for another day. No, dude, but I know those moments are, un. I mean. Fine. I'll tell you one quick yeah, story. Yeah, yeah, I thought yeah, it was yeah. a fart. I thought it was a fart. <laughs> I asked to borrow Claudia's heating pad. am laying on it in bed. I thought it was a fart. It wasn't. It wasn't a fart. It wasn't. <laughs> so I took a dump in my bed on her eating bed. <laughs> <laughs> this neurovirus. People talk about COVID. COVID's nothing. The neurovirus is breaking up families. <laughs> on her it's, eating It's bag? really it's terrible. I'm imagining you shitting on a skillet. <laughs> Also during the neurovirus, I was kneeling, throwing up in the toilet, and I shat at the same time. All right, I'm done. I'm done. I'm sorry. I'm sorry to all of our great listeners. I've tanked the podcast. It's over. If anybody's hiring, hire me. I'm wickedly talented. This is our final
0: podcast, and it's been a great time. Thank you so much for everyone listening. But what... Okay, so walk us because you can't just you can't just shit on a heating pad in front of your wife and not really get into detail okay so no there there was no detail that was it no no it happens you're laying next to claudia does she know that's what happened
1: or do you only you know at this point no i'm proud of it (laughs) i'm like beautiful wife of mine i've desecrated your heating pad
0: you're in bed though i'm incredibly sorry what
1: do you do what you're in bed though right Yeah. So So we get up. We have to do something with all the sheets. All the sheets are stripped. And what's Claudia? The heating pad's thrown out. What's Claudia thinking in this moment? Is she like laughing? I think she was laughing, yes. (laughs) I think she was laughing. And I was so unbelievably miserable. Like, I can't even tell you how miserable I was. This virus, if you've had it, you'd know. Clearly you're too privileged to have had it. Is this a New York thing?
0: No, no, no. I, I've had no. it. We had it here. My wife actually got it. Her whole family got it. And then she gave it to me. Um,
1: you had, did you have it like me?
0: I've never had it. I've had terrible crippling food poisoning where like for 24 hours, I couldn't get up from, from the bathroom, but, but just from throwing up. But I, um, I, I'm going to say it. And I'm, <laughs> my privilege is showing every year when I get a physical, I say to my wonderful doctor, shout out, I say, I would like some Zofran just in case. Now, Zofran's an anti-nausea medicine. It's not something I abuse, but the fact that I know that I have like 10 of these anti, and they're strong and it works, that if something goes awry, I don't feel good. I ate something that was just a little turnt that I can, pop like, It gives me such a sense of relief knowing that I have these like escape pills ready to go. Pop one under your tongue, takes care of the nausea. You might still have some issues, but the fact that the nausea has been, because that's the killer is when you just feel like, oh, and uh, killer. Yeah, it's bad. It's but okay. so you were sick and you willfully tooted in front of your wife. Oh, yeah. Do you? No, I,
1: we toot all day. You guys- Honk the horn. You guys toot? We're tooters. Oh, yeah. Both of you? Oh, yeah. Big tutors. I didn't think that about you guys. Say more. We're just very open. Like, she doesn't toot. Girls don't toot. Sure. <laughs> but I toot, and I try my absolute best. I'll toot outside. I'll lift the blanket, toot outside. I don't need a crop dust. Oh. Get my wife. All of a sudden I look over Theo's dead wow. on the floor.
0: <laughs> Saint Saint Ben over here lifts the blanket. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'll tell His you, wife. I'll tell you who doesn't lift the blanket. My dog, <laughs> Theo, does not lift the blanket. He fart he farts under that blanket, and the smell that comes out absolutely, I mean, oh my God, like just skunk. It you, terribly just it back it. to nausea for a second. I'm gonna teach you a trick. Okay. And I'm going to teach all of our listeners a trick. If you don't have Zofran, which not all of us do, you don't have Dramamine, you have nothing, you're really nauseous, you're going to throw up, clamp your wrist here, hold it for 15 seconds, swear to God, 15 seconds, 15 seconds on the other side, your nausea will go away. Mm. I'm a holistic healer. Does Claudia ever get mad when you toot in bed? (laughs) For, Yes. It's half the time no always she's always gets mad always right. It's fascinating to me I'm, I
0: so I know my wife hears me do it but I do it outside of our bedroom. I do it my son will get blasted. I don't care because I have a son and he's doing it to me all day so you know we think it's hilarious. Hilarious yeah it's so for sure. fun
1: but around, yeah it's weird I just don't feel comfortable around my wife you know being my real self. Interesting, interesting. No, we're we're the same, we're the same. But I'm also, uh, yeah, I don't know. We're we're just we're we're very comfortable, too comfortable, too comfortable.
0: I just love that we've gone from fair wages to <laughs> <shooting> <laughs> on heating pads, and that's why this is the best episode
1: ever. This episode of Good Guys is brought to you by our friends at Hero Bread. We love Hero Bread at the Good Guys because it's tasty. And its texture is just so unbelievably fluffy, delicious, soft, tasty, flavorful. Need any more superlatives? It's unbelievably delicious. High fiber, ultra low net carbs, and zero sugar. And you ask, how could it be fluffy, soft, zero sugar, low net carbs? It's because Hero Bread is the best, baby. They are unbelievable. Hero Bread is truly the best. The bread is so soft. Unbelievable for sandwiches, I can't stress that enough. I love to make my famous, or should I say world-famous, tuna sandwich on that gorgeous, fluffy Hero Bread. Maybe a turkey sandwich. Throw in some pickles, some mayonnaise, you know, go nuts. And we have a discount code for you for your first purchase. Use code GOODGUYS for 10% off at hero.co. Hero Bread makes sliced breads, buns, tortillas, and they're all available on hero.co and Amazon. Fewer calories than the leading bread by a mile. Five grams of protein per slice. What are you, nuts if you're not buying Hero Bread? The product is unbelievable, really. I use it all the time because it's so soft. Great for sandwiches. Huge, huge fan. If you want this bread, visit hero.co and use code goodguys at checkout for 10% off your first purchase. That's h-e-r-o dot c-o and use code goodguys for 10% off your first order.
0: Thank you guys so much for supporting the podcast. And when you support our advertisers, it allows you and us to give you this podcast for free every week. And one of our sponsors, who we've had for a really long time now, that we are so happy to partner with, is Nutrafol. Because the reality is, we're all going through hair issues, and it's taboo, and it's unfair and no one's talking about it. And damn it, when it's in the shadows, and you feel like you have to go through it alone, is when these things get really, really tough. And it's not only affecting men. Like, did you know that hair thinning happens to approximately one in two women? And if you're among them, you're not alone. Because thinning is normal, but Nutrafol helps women address it from within with science-backed supplements. Now, If you want like visibly thicker hair or maybe just like less shedding. I mean, I love my wife, but you know, sometimes she, you know, she leaves my car. I'm like, oh, dude, I didn't know we got a pet. You know what I'm saying? Like, where are they? And I don't say that to her face because she'll divorce me. But, you know, millions of Americans experience thinning hair and it's not only common, but it's normal. And among women, it's not openly talked about and going through it can feel lonely and frustrating. But with NutraFall, you'll get the number one dermatologist recommended hair growth supplement clinically shown to improve visible thickness and strength. And I love that it's clinically shown because that means that they're really doing the due diligence instead of just, you know, promising you a bunch of things that they haven't actually checked out. Now, from postpartum to menopause to plant-based lifestyles and no matter your life stage, Nutrafol has four unique formulas to support women. And it's drug-free, it's physician-formulated, science-backed, it's great. So you just go to Nutrafol.com to take their hair health wellness quiz. You'll identify some of the causes of your thinning hair and Nutrafol will give you a personalized plan for better hair growth. Take the first step to visibly thicker, healthier hair. For a limited time, Nutrafol is offering our listeners $10 off your first month subscription and free shipping when you go to Nutrafol.com and enter the promo code GOODGUYS. Find out why over 4,000 healthcare professionals recommend a Nutrafol for healthier hair. Nutrafol.com spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com promo code GOODGUYS. That's Nutrafol.com promo
1: code GOODGUYS do you want to do a speak pipe yes i love them speak pipe and then our what are you nuts will just be this entire episode (laughs) perfect (laughs) speakpipe.com slash good
0: guys you guys can leave us a question ask for some advice and we will play it on the episode if it's good if it's a good question to work hard and uh yeah you can check out the link in our youtube description let's hear from Liz. Liz is loading. Come on, lizard. Come on, Lizzie. Lizzie. That's like, what are typical like Jewish girls you grew up with? What were what do you think were like the most common names? Lizzie
1: was a big one. I didn't have Lizzie's. I was gonna say Lizzie's a little like it could be either or. Rachel. Rachel. That was a big one. Jessica.
0: Jennifer, Rivka. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Sarah. Golda. Sarah.
1: Okay, here we Sarah for sure.
0: Big time There you go. No H.
2: Hi, Josh and Ben. I just want to say I love the pod. I grew up watching the <laughs> greatest show ever, and I have now become a big fan of Ben Soffer's celebrity.
0: Well, We have to cut <laughs> that part out. I'm on strike.
2: On Mondays with both of you. Now, my question is kind of serious, but also hopefully fun. More for you, Josh. So I have a brother. He's in his mid-20s, and he recently became sober. And he doesn't use any substances, and he doesn't drink. Now, my question is, what are some things we could do together that would be fun, you know, sibling activities or friend family activities that aren't centered around drinking or environments where people drink yeah any insight you have into that or any suggestions i would love or just ways i could support him in his journey to sobriety because we're so proud of him anyways thank you so much and have a good rest of your day bye
1: what a family wow wow what a Unbelievable. First, you're gonna go and pick up a Heineken Zero. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Lizzie, I'm so impressed with
0: you. And don't take it lightly that you and your family are so lovely and supportive of your brother, because I've seen a lot of people throughout my my fifteen years of thankfully oh. being sober. And and it tends to be that that the people who everybody can get sober, and I've seen every case of person get sober with the least amount of support and and the most. But it tends to be that people who have a loving, supporting, supportive base in that way, a foundation, a lovely family, as it sounds like you have, Lizzie, it just gives people a better chance of, of getting and staying sober. And to that end, I would say don't overthink it, except try to do everything that you did before you were allowed to drink. I'm talking bowling. I'm talking paintball. I'm talking... I don't know. Discovery Zone, miniature golf, Dave and Buster's, sleepaway camp, space camp, a cruise. Well, there's a lot of booze on cruises, but we're so conditioned in our adult life to think that you have to. I mean, people are getting shit house at kids' birthdays that I'm going to at 10 a.m. Like, I just think that we can remember that we once were able to have a great time without drinking. And and then my double caveat would be, the one thing that I. I appreciate it, but I never love it, is like when someone's still to this day, well, I'll be at dinner and they'll be like, oh, I'll have a glass of red wine. (gasps) Is that okay? Is that okay? And I'll be like, yeah, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna spontaneously combust. Like, I'm okay. (laughs) It's been 15 years. I'm not triggered. So what I would say is just, you don't have to make a big deal about it.
1: Excellent. I have no more to add, but that was a, Wonderful No, we, we want to hear from
0: our supplier. And a wonderful answer. We want to hear from the supplier. What did
1: you say? We, what did you say?
0: No, no, we want to hear from the supplier.
1: Oh, whoa, whoa. <laughs> it's it's weird. I, I had like a weird echo there. Uh, yes, from the supplier, you should tell your brother to buy Sprint Society. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Abandon it all. Well, no, I'm kidding. We support the uh, recovering alcoholic and there are wonderful beverages for you, such as the ginger ale that I love well
0: going from one serious question to another ben i think this is for you
1: hey ben can you (laughs) drop your chili recipe for the viewers uh claudia keeps mentioning it and i'd love to try it thanks Mm. clearly that person doesn't follow me on threads because on threads i put out that if this post gets a thousand likes i'll drop my chili recipe And it did, so I did. So if you go to my Threads, Boy With No Job, you can find my chili recipe there. That said, if you don't also follow me and you just go there for the chili, I'm going to know and I'm going to be upset. So follow me on Threads because, I don't know, it's a new platform and you never know. You never know. Maybe I could become the Kim Kardashian of Threads. Or don't eat chili, chili's gross. Here's from Emma. Is that how you feel? (laughs) I do. What? I'm not a chili. man. Chili's gross. You can't just say that about an entire like. I'm not saying all it about the chili country. I'm saying it about the dish. All chili. <laughs> I don't think we need it. That's insanity. <laughs> all chili. Let's do it. There's so let's many different go kinds. There, ben. Sure. I'm willing maybe, to
0: throw out our friendship over this. Let's let's do maybe, it.
1: If maybe if maybe you said to me, you know, I can't stand beef chili, I'd say, all right. I have a wonderful shredded chicken chili recipe for you. If you said I hate shredded chicken, I'd say I have a wonderful ground chicken chili recipe for you. If you said I hate beans in my chili, I'd say I have a wonderful beanless meat chili for you. If you said give me extra beans, I'd tell you that's good too. All chili is just not right. You're telling me all chili matters? All chili matters. What do you have? I think you must have something against the spice. Cumin. I'm not a, I'm not bullish on cumin. I'll be honest with you. This is sickening. <laughs> I'm sick. I'm ill. You know, sometimes
0: I'll eat like a Frito pie and I'll realize I only like the Fritos.
1: Look, if you're having Frito pie, there's, <laughs> I'm giving you good chili. No more Frito pie for you. No more Frito pie. You're going to come. I'm going to make you. That's what we're going to put on our Patreon, folks. You're going to come there. I'm going to make Josh Chili. It's gonna be delicious. You know what? This is what we're gonna do on Patreon. I'm gonna make my famous chili recipe. I'm actually gonna make it in all the varieties: the beanless, the extra bean, the shredded chicken, the chopped, whatever, the ground chicken. I'm gonna give it to you to try. You're gonna try it live, live on our Patreon. What do you think people would pay for that? Five dollars a month? Seven? Ten at least? Ten. All right, ten. That ten at that is. level
0: of programming? What? are, what are, what are you nuts? What, are you nuts? Ugh. I think we should get into, oh, one more speak pipe because this is a quick one.
2: Hey, Ben and Josh. Hey. This is Emma and Ariel. We are New Yorkers. We're huge fans. We listen to every single podcast since day one. And we're <laughs> on a bachelorette party and we have a very important question for you from the group. From the group, we are wondering, what do we call ourselves? Because they know, like, the toasters are called the toasters. And we're like, what do we call ourselves if we're like, the good guys, pet fans, like the good guys. No, that's a that's a bad name. But we trust you guys can come up with something good. So thanks, we love you, and can't wait to listen to the next episode. Thank you.
1: Bye. I love
0: them, M-R-E-L. Are they a part of SAG? <laughs> They're the best. Marshall just said, obsessed. "Unbelievable." They're we're obsessed with you guys. I, lo- I
1: I love them. Okay, it's such a great question. What are what is a good guy fan supposed to call themselves? A good because guy at first or a good I was gal? thinking, you know, they could call themselves good girls. But that's just not good gal? It just doesn't hit. It just doesn't hit. What you say? A good gal? The thing is, but then a guy is just gonna call himself a good guy. Like that's just the name of the podcast. Right. We're taking submissions. Yes. So after you listen to this, we're gonna crowdsource the name of what our listeners should call themselves. Yeah. Send us DMs, right? I think DMs are probably the best way to do it. Send us DMs. Yes. And we'll, we'll come up with something as a community. I love that. I love our community. And I love
0: I love Emma and Ariel. And I want to know what that bachelorette party is like. And I'm going to get clearance for this from my sister-in-law, who recently got engaged. God bless you, Phil and Blake. His name's Will, but my son calls him Phil, so I call him Phil. So happy for you guys. And you tell me if this is a what are you nuts? because maybe I'm nuts. I could be nuts. There has been thought of a co-ed bachelorette and bachelor party happening together. A joint. Ah. Totally. Say more, Ben, because you seem passionate. No, you go. You go. And then I'll go. I just think you don't want to see what we're about to do here. It's going to be gross. There's going to be golf. There's going to be a lot of snacks and That's it. But who wants, nobody wants to see that, right? There's definitely not going to be strip clubs and poor decision making
1: and perhaps dances. No matter what type of bachelor or bachelorette parties you're having, from the PG versions to the PG-13 versions to the NC-17 versions and everything in between, these are separated girls and guys. No questions asked simply because you don't act the same around your boys. Wow. As you do when girls are around. I'm turned on. That's it. I'm turned on. That's it. Butt out. Butt out. When you have your GNO, you're not asking us to come. The reason you call it a GNO is because you just let it loose a little bit differently. You have different topics of conversation. It's just fun. It's fun to be a part for a weekend you just, with the guys. Do you just that's girls night out? Did you just it? Yeah. You don't know GNO? No, but I love it. Oh, wow. I think you're late on this trend. I just love a good acronym. Go on. No need to attack, (laughs) them. That's (laughs) it. That's it. I'm just saying the bachelor party is not called the bachelor bachelorette get together. It's if you want to, then you're going on a group vacation. And that's for you. That's not for me. A vacation is away from my friends, Mm. not with them.
0: I think it's then worth mentioning. Well, do you want to do your what are your notes? Because I would love to hear in like a quick sixty second soundbite your
1: dream bachelor party or like bachelor vacation. Let's let's do that first, and then I'll get to my what okay. your notes. My dream bachelor party is honestly the bachelor party that I had. Mm. Uh, we it was me and seventeen of my. Friends. Oh my god, that's like a teen tour. Where'd you guys go? Jerusalem. We went to Costa Rica, baby. The Jerusalem of South America. We rented (laughs) like a 13 bedroom, 15 bedroom, 15 bathroom monster, gorgeous pool, ocean views. Unbelievable. Made so many wonderfully questionable decisions. Didn't get to play golf. Somebody almost died. That's the type of bachelor party you want. You want memories, folks. Take out a boat. Fish your own tuna. That's what we did. It was amazing. Go ATVing. Go to a casino. Have a great time. Drink. Maybe somebody brings a party favor or two. Up to you. That's what a bachelor party is about. It's about being with bros, doing bro things, turn on the grill, have a good time, Maybe watch a little March Madness if the timing is right. Maybe watch a little, you know what I mean? Do guy things. And uh, yeah, Costa Rica, highly recommend it. You? My dream would be, to your point, it's the same, right? I either want it to be grimy
0: and last minute the way mine was, which was, it was at a strip club by the 405 freeway with seven of my closest groomsmen and John Stamos. And it was a weird wild time. It went on for about three and a half hours. Halfway through, the thought did come to my mind maybe I don't go through with this wedding, but I quickly recovered (laughs) (laughs) and I couldn't be happier with my choice. Um, But if I could, if I had a different version of it, I would like to take me and my boys and go to Vancouver because I love Vancouver and you can go, we go to Whistler, do fly fishing, do river rafting, do outdoorsy stuff, go eat like crazy meals in Vancouver. It's so pretty there. I would like to share it with everyone that I know. And I might just get remarried so I can have another bachelor party that you're at, Ben. Like my wife and I might just, we'll do a one day divorce, get back together so that I can have a bachelor party with you, Ben. How's that sound?
1: Let's just have a man weekend. We can call it what we want. We'll have a man weekend. We'll invite a couple of people, have a nice time. But to your exact point, nothing against the ladies. Your Vancouver weekend would not be the same with ladies around because- Guys have different tolerances for pain, right? Yes. We have different tolerances for uh, what my wife likes to call treachery. Like we'd like to be out all day, all night. If there's, if you got to walk, you know what I mean? You got to walk through mud. We're going to walk through mud. Yes. And it's fine because we're men. Do you have your one of you nuts moment? I do. I do. I do. Okay. I went to, I went to the dermatologist
2: mm.
1: a couple of days ago. Because, you know, you wanted your full body check. I like to do that once every once every two years just to make sure nothing scary has grown. So it's kind of a two-part, what are you nuts? I went in asked to be checked. They never check you. I don't know if you go to the dermatologist. But they always say, take off your shirt. They check with the eyes. They do like a little check, but they don't. I know that like maybe there's something hiding somewhere that they didn't find. Maybe it's me being neurotic, but I never think that they check thoroughly enough. I complained about a small wart that I've developed on my foot. I have a small Mm. wart. And I said to the dermatologist, because it's the perfect time to bring it up, can you help me remove my wart? Right? Isn't that what dermatologists do? Not on your foot. Help with things like wart removal. Not on your foot. And she said, you know, I could. I don't think it'll work. So what I'd recommend you do is go to your local Duane or CVS, pick up liquid nitrogen wart remover, put it on every night before you go to bed, buy a thing of duct tape, wrap your foot, it'll be gone two weeks. What are you nuts? That's what I'm paying you for. I'm going to the dermatologist with a, wart that I need removed and you're telling me to go to my local convenience store, buy the wart removal that's readily on available for sale and get duct tape and wrap my foot in duct tape? I could have looked that up on YouTube. I have a little issue with this. What are you nuts? I'm going to be honest. Okay,
0: tell me. First of all, it's on your foot. Technically that falls under podiatry in certain instances and I'll tell you why because I've had my own wart journey. Oh my god. You're right. I've had my own wart journey. They're insidious. They're warts. They're viruses. I had to. Are you ready for this? This is gross. Yet another trigger warning. Maybe our grossest episode ever. (laughs) I had to go in twice. She had to, again, shave it down. Okay? This is what happened before I used to wear flip-flops in the gym shower. Gross. I know. I'm not proud of this. Okay? She has... First, they shave them down. Then I had to get a powder or a spray for all my shoes to like, uh, disinfect, because it's obviously probably living in your shoe. It's probably everywhere. Right. And then I think she shaved it. And, and I think we did some, uh, some of the, the freezing, which didn't work as your doctor said. Then finally, you know what, what did work? I had to put chemotherapy on my foot. Literally a chemotherapy cream that was like, when I went to my local Rite Aid, they looked at me like, why do you need this? I was like, I, got, I don't wear flip-flops in the gym shower. <laughs> 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 they were like, you dumb idiot. And it they were like, this is $2,000. I'm like, I, I'll live with the warts. Then. And they were like, no, 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 we found a way to like, where it's only like 80, like it was so expensive. And yeah, and I had to put it on my foot for like a month and it finally... To care of it. So I understand what you're saying, but it's kind of like asking a doctor to write you a prescription for Tylenol. It's like all we have are the -the over-the-counter remedies or chemo. You're
1: so right though. I didn't even think about podiatry. Foot warts are weird. It's a specific weird. It's not it's not terrible. It's okay. Yeah. But now I'll go get chemo. Well, On chemo, I think it's a good time to end the podcast. (laughs) Today's episode brought to you by chemo. Rate, review, and subscribe. I mean, this episode, we gave it all to you. We gave it all to you and more. The perfect remedy for a wart chemotherapy. Uh, Right? We
0: explained sag. I don't know if our listenership is rising, but I'll tell you what is
1: rising my enjoyment of doing this with you, Ben. (laughs) I think it's both. I think that the listeners can just sense that we are having a great time. No, it's through the roof. The hours are just flying by. We're killing it. And if you agree, rate, review, and subscribe five stars. Anything less would be, I don't know, what are you, nuts? It would be nuts. We love you. Tell a friend goodbye. Find us wherever you find your podcasts. Yes. One day I'll figure out where that is.
0: And if we get to 100,000 listeners per episode in just a week, we're not far. We're not close uh we'll go to two eps a week how about that marshall is that a fair thing to say like if we're if we're getting there dear media they're gonna come calling no we gotta talk to the
2: students
0: okay marshall completely said i'm wrong so i take everything i said back